my first time tuning in live, attending the Florida seminar this weekend. Can't wait to learn more. We just got our prong collar today and are starting to practice. Man, we got Florida in the house. Florida is big Jeez. time in the house. I right? guess I maybe I should do a show from the Florida location if I can. I mean, I was going to do it back at the we I, we rented a house. I'm going to do it back at the house, but maybe I should do something there for everybody. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Boy, I'll see you guys in Florida. Next. It's all under control because we're live. Hey. Um, no, it's all under control because I'm in charge. Okay, great. Okay, so <laughs> m- meanwhile, pipe down. Let me do my fucking show. What up? Hey, everybody. How are you? Jeff Gelman, a solid canine training. Well, how come there's no freaking people have hit the thumbs up yet? 21 people here. Nobody's even liking the intro. Nobody likes my beautiful wife. Come on. Hello. Look at this. Look at this piece of ass. Don't call me that. I think that's really disrespectful. Do you really? Yeah, I would really appreciate it. You really it. do. You, yes, I do. So all the times that I've called you that before, you've never mentioned I before. I didn't really I've like been, it before. I, now I really don't. I've been with you for what, 18 years? We've been married a long time. Okay. And I feel like this you owe a, me a little more fucking This is the first that. time you've verbalized it. Look, people took away their thumbs up. They did. Jeff Gelman is solid canine training. Look at my very attractive wife. <laughs> I'll smack you later. <laughs> You'll like it too. <laughs> yes, I will. Okay. Um, this is a Q&A show. We do this three times a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. Um, I've got a training center up in Providence, Rhode Island. We specialize in aggression, rehab, behavior modification. This show is fun. The show is quirky. The show, I can be rude. I can be obnoxious. I can be... R-rated, I can be X-rated, I can be sensitive. Mm-hmm. You might laugh, you might cry, you might pee your pants, you might spit out your coffee, be careful. A lot of people are attracted to this show and they're attracted to my seminars. By the way, we just announced two more seminars. We just announced Austin, Texas and another Providence seminar because this Providence seminar, the working spot sold out so quick. So I'll be back in Providence while I'm already here. Um, so we've got 20 in 2019. Go to jeffgelmanseminars.com, a lot of people are asking me how to stop an unwanted behavior. If you're brand new to my show, I use the word punishment. The only way to stop an unwanted behavior is through the is through, is through punishment. Um, so you can hear me talk a lot about that tonight. Most answers need hours and hours of, most questions need hours and hours of answers, but I don't have time for that. So it's a fast moving show. Follow us on YouTube as far as all of our social media platforms as well. Don't forget, hit the subscribe button and then also hit your notifications. So. What button? Subscribe. Okay. Good. S-U-B. Okay. Subscribe. It's, it's, I don't say espresso either. It's espresso. But you say subscribe. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's a little dollar sign down at the bottom. Hit the dollar sign. You can get your question bumped up at the top. That's not why we want you to do it. It's mostly a lot of people like to do it to show appreciation. It's called the super chat, top chat, mm-hmm. something that YouTube offers um, creators like ourselves for putting out so much free content that helps so many people. So here we go, Linda. All right, here we go. This one's from Enlightened Canine Perspective. Excited to finally have a ticket for seminar in Providence. How many dogs will be part of the seminar? My dog's only real issue is excitement over new people and dogs. The first day should be real fun. So the one in Providence, I can handle more dogs because they've got some support staff there that's going to be helping out. There's going to be about 17 to 19 dogs there. Um, Most seminars are 15 to 17. Your dog will, um, the first day will be real fun. Both days will be real fun, but all that excitement will be stopped in the first five to 10 minutes that you're there or else I can't talk. So all excitement, all barking, all arousal, all out of controlness, all reactivity has to stop within the first 15 minutes maximum or else I can't, or I can't start my seminar. So I only start my seminar when the room is quiet. That includes the dogs. 
and it happens almost every single time. Lunchtime, definitely, but usually within the first hour, let alone 15 minutes. Next. I'm excited to have you there, too. Oh, this one's from Mike. Hey, guys, Maddie follows us around the house. We trip over her. We are working on place, but if she isn't on place, do we correct or how should we handle it? Will she understand what correction is for? Well, if she breaks place, you'll mark it with no. And then and then at the beginning, you lead her back. Watch my place video. But no, you don't just correct your dog for being underfoot unless, well, you can, but that's not for not doing place. But when you say no and then apply a punisher, then the dog understands. If you're randomly just correcting your dog, your dog might not understand. Um, but worst case scenario, if every time your dog got underfoot and you corrected it, your dog would learn how to yield to you. It would just stay out from being underfoot. That's what people have done for thousands of years. The dog gets in the way. They, they, they'll throw something at it, you know, they'll do something. And the dog learns to keep its, keep its distance unless you call it over. But you'd want to mark it with no. So what I would do is place command and then watch a free video on how to do that and then learn how to keep the dog there, which I also show as well. Leash on the dog because it's dangerous. You can trip and get injured. Next. This one's from Rob. Mm -hmm. My ACD sits, comes, goes to kennel. Down stays, especially when she's wearing a prong collar, but having a challenge getting her to stand from a down or sit with food going up over her, over her head, she just pivots or stands on hind feet. What would Jeff do? I don't, I don't train stand. I'm a family pet dog trainer. My clients really don't want it, but you're going to be doing a, a, if you, I would, I would look up a, a video on how to train it. Number one. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be leash pressure coming like, away from the dog with a food lure. All right. That's it's going to be, that's what it's going to be. So for down, it's downward pressure for sit. It's upward pressure for stand. I imagine it would be forward pressure next. Uh, Roxy. Hello. Finally got our 14 week pup going out to potty, maybe down to one accident a day. Impressive. Thanks to your tips. Notice when people came over the other day, pup did a wee while walking and running away. Assumed he was scared or overwhelmed. Any tips on what we could do as we entertain a lot and have told visitors not to pet him to ignore when they first walk in? Yeah, a 14-week-old dog when should be crated when people come in the house. Most dogs probably should if they're not underneath voice control. A 14-week-old puppy should be in a crate when guests come in. So it could have been excitement, could have been nervous, could have been fear. So put the dog in a crate, and then you can tell people to ignore if you want to. Next. This one's from Kristen. Hey, Jeff, having amazing success with your training methods. Love that you promote a calm state of mind. I've heard you mention, mention having a loose leash while using a prong collar, but when I have a loose leash, the collar slips to the bottom of his neck. Is it okay to maintain contact with the collar to keep it at the top of his neck? No, it's not, because then you're engaging the collar, and then you look like you're doing a, a, a dog show, like a slip lead for a dog show. So take out links. Take out as many links as you need. Remember, the collars come... You know, you, the, the links are removable for a reason, so it gets, it gets you a better fit. But you don't want to activate the collar. The collar should just sit there until it's needed. So by, by holding the collar up, you're activating the collar, which is you're giving a mixed message to the dog. So you'd want to take out a minimum of one link, maybe more. I don't know what size collar. We never use anything larger than a three-millimeter collar, even on a 200-pound, you know, a 200-pound dog, 80-kilo dog. All right, next. Um, Mike, 
Jeff, I went to make a bonker but didn't have a spare towel, so I used a kitchen towel and made a mini. I call it a boinker. You can trademark it. Works great. Very stealthy. See you in Providence. Sounds great. Wonderful. You can feel free to bring that. We've got large trash cans. Oh, that's not nice. Catherine. Hi, my dog doesn't stop licking his paw when in crate. He's fine in his crate at home for a long period of time, but he will lick to blood in daycare or boarding. WWJD, thanks. So your dog is stressed. That's up to them to, to, to resolve it. So the dog is stressed. So that's usually a stressor. So what do you do? I mean, you could put a cone on the dog. Some people have put different sprays on the dog's um, uh, um, paws. Um, we see that once in a while. I mean, but we also stop it. Like we would stop it, but I'm not going to have you tell them to stop it. I would ask to ask them what they suggest to do, but it's it's most likely it's most likely stress. Next, this one's from Melissa. How can you tell if barking is coming from anxiety and fear, or because they just like to bark? Does it matter? So, bark. I'm not against barking, but dogs don't need to bark 99% of the time. They really don't. Um, so it does, does it really matter why the dog is barking? No, if you don't want the dog to bark, stop the barking. It's the same way every time. So if I grab your boob, are you a female, Catherine? Is it Catherine or Melissa? Yeah, Melissa. So if I grab your boob, does it matter that I'm doing it because I don't know, somebody, I I don't, I try to think of it. Give me two examples why I would do it. Both of them, I'm being an asshole unless you ask me to. So it doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter why I did it. You'd stop it the same way. You'd kick me in the nuts. So that's all that matters is the stopping of the barking. And you stop barking the same way every time. The, 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 why, the reason why the dog is barking really doesn't matter as much. And again, I'm not, I'm not against dogs barking, but most barking you don't need. Next. Um, Rob, working on recall. With long line outside with prong collar. She sits, stays, and comes, but in no hurry. Her demeanor is not the same as in the house. Tail between legs, kind of unsure. It is even more so with an e-collar at three. Thoughts? So, I mean, a lot of people will say it's the tools that are doing it, but it's possible that it's just just not good communication. And I don't know how your, you, I don't know what your skill set is, your leash handling skills. I have no idea at all. I do know that outside environmentals freak dogs out. So we have dogs that are fine indoors with no tools on take them outside with no tools on and they get nervous and fearful we have dogs that are inside and confident with tools on take them outside and they're nervous and fearful so the the tool wasn't the factor the factor was the inside and the outside so um what i would what i would do is i would make sure using lots of food and again i don't know your training protocols or your training skills the number on the collar doesn't matter because three could be, uh, uh, you know, the dog might work on a one. So, you know, again, there's a lot, there's a lot of variables there, but that's the reason why your dog is nervous. It's possibly because it's nervous outside. Um, and it also, um, what I would do is make the training with, you know, utilize the dog's food drive. Try that next. Um Zach, mm-hmm. 24 hours after finding this podcast, I bought a shock collar for my out-of-control puppy. And within 24 hours, the entire house was anxiety-free and amazing. Thanks so much. Much love from Idaho. Come here. So um, I'll be close to Idaho. Um, 
go to jeffgelmanseminars.com, jeffgelmanseminars.com. It's funny. Um, I just put up a post, the what would Jeff do dog training tip of the day. And um, it was about um, people calling folks like myself abusers. And, I, and I, I'm not worried about it. I don't really give a flying fuck if you call me a dog abuser or not. It really doesn't bother me. Call up the RISPCA and report me. And don't do it anonymously. Strap on a set of balls and freaking tell them who you are if you really feel strongly that I'm abusing animals. But it was, ta- but somebody commented, and it's been deleted because it's funny. It started out like, I'm not against shock collars, but then it went on and on and on about how horrific they are. It's like, okay. It pretty much just said, um, any schmo might as well said, um, uh, uh, Zach, you know, Zach's going to go out and buy a shock collar and shock his dog unless he works with a trainer. And I'm like, I don't respond to any of this nonsense. I just delete it. But I'm not seeing that. All I'm ever seeing is people like Zach find a resource like myself or somebody else. It's not about me, but find a resource and you're smart. You actually can turn, you actually were able to drive to the store or order on Amazon, which does take a skill set. Um, and then you're able to follow basic instructions. And now what you're doing is great. All I'm seeing, that's all I'm seeing. Most of the time, I'm seeing. The majority of people, 99% of the people out there that are buying shock collars are doing great things with them. And if you really want to fuck up your dog, why spend $200 when a two by four and a size 10 shoe will just do fine? I'm not advocating hitting your dog. It's the like, there was a point there. Next. Congratulations, um, Zach. Proud of you. <laughs> Melissa, besides bonker and e-collar, any ways to correct protective barking and behaviors? I mean, you can do anything that the dog finds intolerable anything but a remote collar is just really really simple so it has to be a punisher so for if you said is there anything besides an e-collar to use i might be able to like well maybe you don't have the budget for that but then when you said the towel the towels are 50 cents so it can't be a money issue so then i'm thinking well maybe is it distance your dog's barking far away but an e-collar is going to be a great thing. It's going to be a great tool to stop. So, you know, what's, you know, you can use a long line and a prong collar. You can, you know, if you got good aim, use a shoe. But if your dog's far enough away, it should probably be on a long line. So any punisher that finds your dog feels is intolerable. But you can't stop it with rewards. That can't be done. There has to be a punisher. In order to stop and I want to be here, there has to be a punisher because a reward would fall underneath the positive reinforcement spectrum, which we do a ton of, and a reward-based training system, which we do a ton of every day. That's how we get dogs to actually do things, um, uh, reinforces and teaches and creates the behavior. So all you would be doing is rewarding it for where punishment extinguishes and reduces the behavior. Next. Okay. Um Kristen, Kirsten says, yes, come to Idaho. Well, I just planned two more and I'm possibly going to do one more somewhere else. It's not going to be Idaho this year, but you're going to have to come to one of my seminars next. Um, this one's from Zach. Four-year-old Frenchie, maybe Pitt, has almost zero motivation and doesn't like to eat in the morning, so gets one meal uh, a day most days. Is this healthy? How can I motivate him? I think he used to eat raw. So, Zach, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Your, I'm not a vet. I've got no idea what your dog's you know, blood work is or, or, or your dog's fit, what it looks like as far as if it's overweight or underweight, but a four-year-old dog can get away with once, once a day. 
Um, you just might have a low food drive dog. You might also be overfeeding your dog, which most people do. Also, you know, so, I mean, if your dog used to eat raw and goes back to kibble and it doesn't have a lot of food drive, that's fine. But if it's eating all of its food, that's fine. But you can use food for training. That's a good way to get your dog to have a little bit more motivation. Or find out what your dog's drives are. Maybe it likes toys. Maybe it likes, you know, your, your to- I mean, praise, but but usually a toy or food is a good one. Next. Uh, the dedicated dog. Hey, Jeff and Joel. Hope all is well. This is Linda. Maybe you'll put that question down before you the show started. Mike. People do that, by the way. Yeah, that does happen. I There's probably lots should. of questions. For I know. I probably should. Go. Yep. Next. Uh, this one's from Mike. Kirsten Matson. I asked Jeff to come to Pennsylvania and he told me to get off my ass and drive to Rhode Island, New Jersey, or Maryland. So I took his advice. Uh, five to six uh, hour, hour trip yep. to Rhode Island in March. Yep, exactly. So I do I do enough seminars that are drivable. If you're within eight, eight hours is a reasonable distance, in my opinion, to go to a weekend seminar. So to change your life. Next. Uh, the dedicated dog tried to introduce my foster board and train to the e-collar today using the tap and turn method. Problem is I couldn't get him to disengage with me was even doing it outside with cars driving by any suggestions. Disengage with you. I don't understand. I don't understand. Do you mean the dog was paying too much attention to you? What were you trying to teach? I mean, you want a dog to engage. I don't understand. Dedicated dog, help me out here. Plus, I don't know your training skills. I don't know the tap and turn method. If you're oh, if you're talking about like you're doing like a um uh, a healing a healing quadrant, like you're doing a healing quadrant, so you you tap and then you turn. Um, but disengagement would be meaning you couldn't get him to disengage, which means he would be engaged, which is a good thing. Explain yourself better. Fourteen ninety nine top chat. Nice, Dana. Thank you, Dana. Start my own training business and tell all my clients about you. I'll see you this weekend with my dog. Please make a shirt that says want to stop and unwanted behavior. Make it suck. Talk to Joelle this weekend in Florida. We'll see you there, hon. Can't wait to see you, Dana. Next. Um, Holding on dog training. Yes. Happy Monday. Happy Monday to you too. Yes. Glad you're back. Much thanks from Florida. See you guys Saturday. Super stoked. Awesome. I will see you Saturday with warm weather. Next. Hmm. The dedicated dog. Oh, sorry. Hi, Jeff and Linda. No worries. It's okay. So um, just to make it easy for everybody, Linda's the one with colored hair. Meaning normally purple. <laughs> meaning non-traditional, not brunette, red, blonde. It's it's a coloring. It's a coloring. Next. This is my natural hair color. Yes. Uh Lydia. Hi, I love your wife. Thank you. Why, thank you. Thank you so much. I love her too. <laughs> Melissa says hello, Jeff and Mrs. Gelman. Hey, Melissa, I got Hi, your Melissa. email. I'll um, I'm gonna email you back tonight. Okay, thanks. Uh, Sebastian, what age is appropriate to start using a prong on a puppy? I mean, depends on the size of the puppy. I mean, you can start getting the dog used to it at 12 or 14 weeks. But what I always tell people is, the minute you get the dog in, you should be doing food training. It should be all just all food training stuff. So even with a prong, you can do food training. I mean, we 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 do so much, you know, it's like the dog's daily kibble. You're just running the dog through the commands. So don't be in a rush to use the prong because there's so many things you can do with just the dog dragging a leash and just using the dog's food drive. Um, most puppies are hungry. If it's not, again, you might be overfeeding the dog or it might be sick. Next. Uh, David. Hey, Jeff and Linda. Hey, David. Hey, David. How are you, buddy? Be- uh, buddy? People love that little Instagram 
thing we put up there. Thanks for the good laughs. Next. Lydia says, I gave your wife the thumbs up, LOL. Thank you. You can call me Mrs. Gelman if you want. <laughs> that's, that's for Lydia. Next. <laughs> Guys, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, hit subscribe and make sure you hit your notification so you're notified when we put up new videos. Next. Susan, possible client dog, 18-week-old puppy with resource guarding to where he has broken skin. Is he too young to punish with e-collar for this behavior? So, Susan, that's a good question. How much longer do you want it to go on for? How much longer do you want to go on for? So you have an 18-week-old puppy, which is four and a half months old, right? And it's resource guarding and biting skin. It will not grow out of it. Every time it does it, it will get worse. And then it'll be dead by a year, most likely, unless it finds somebody that can stop it. So Susan, what I would do is I would use a bonker. If you're not familiar with bonkers, look them up. I've got them. They're cotton. It's a cotton towel wrapped up. There's nothing inside of it. Okay. And what you would do is there's a couple of things. You can watch my out video, watch my out video, train out, or you can just put the dog on a back tie and put the food that makes the dog wait and sit for food, which all puppies should know. All dogs should know that by default, it's an unspoken command. Put the food down, approach the dog. If it growls at a human, say no, bonk the dog. Be careful. Food will probably fly everywhere. And you make it suck. A lot of folks will say, oh, that'll ruin the relationship with the dog, which is, if you really think about it, how unethical and inappropriate that would be in the moment. Like, the dog relationship already sucks. Your dog's already biting you and breaking skin. So, um, and the dog will be dead before a year old if you don't stop it. So that's that that can be fixed in about five minutes or less. That's a really simple resource starting is a simple fix. It's in my world, it's a very simple fix. Next. Um, this one's from Sammy. Go, Linda. Jeff, be nice to your wife. Sammy, I try. That was not me trying, trust me. But I I do my share of niceness. Next. Yes, that's true. Um, Jacqueline. How do you treat train with a puppy that is raw fed? It's a little bit challenging. It's a little bit challenging. You, they do make um, dehydrate. You can do dried liver, but there's only so much of it. You can take the raw food, mash it up, blend it up, put it on it, get a food diet, food dehydrator, um, spread it out, dry it. Do and you then, have food dehydrator? Yeah, at work, yeah. Huh, I didn't yeah, know. It, I used to make my own jerky. Remember that? That, that, that food dehydrator has got to be 25 years old. Is that the one you have at work? Yeah. Yeah, you used to make turkey jerky, yeah, and you made those banana roll-ups and roll stuff. Ups. I also yeah. made a bunch of mixture for backpacking. Yeah, um, you can do that. But then they also make nine. What's going on here? I don't know. They're switching sides. Um, you can also um, you can also put the food on a, on a uh, the raw food on a spoon. Dog can eat it off of that. But I would I would probably do half the dog's food through that dehydrated method, and the other half then through raw. Next. Uh, this one's from Garrett. Hey Garrett. Hey Jeff. New prongs come tomorrow. Sizing down from the three millimeter to the 2.25 per your suggestion. Nice. Can't wait to see how much clearer the communication is. Hug your kids, train your dog. Nice, Gary. Yeah, I think you're going to like it a lot. Um, a lot of dogs, ideally, almost most dogs would be on the 225, you know, but most dogs you need to buy like two of them so you can connect them together. Next. Lydia, I have a Dalmatian puppy. She's unpredictable, bites and snaps at everyone. Four months old, help. So, Lydia, so it's not the Dalmatian part, it's the puppy part. So, again, it's 16 weeks old. You should have massive amounts of structure. So I have no idea. Most people struggle raising puppies. And, and, and that's sort of a nice word of saying they're doing it wrong. 
but I'm not one to bash or shame owners because you're doing your best. And that's why you reached out to me. Um, the biggest thing that puppy owners and dog owners don't do is structure. Number one, structure. Most people let dogs pretty much decide everything. And then they get frustrated and they just put the dog away or they lock it in the bathroom or they put it behind a baby gate. So massive amounts of structure, which includes starts with a crate at night. And then during the day when you're not home, leash on the dog and then follow my how-to videos. As far as the biting, it's not, some people will call it puppy biting. I call it a stoppable offense in three to five minutes or less. Um, so what I want you to do is 16 weeks old, I probably wouldn't stick my finger in its mouth and push down. I would probably say no and then bonk it. But again, how much love and affection are you giving this dog compared to how much structure, training, and consequences you're doing? And when I say training, that's not a trick. It's a lifestyle. So just think about all that. Next. Uh, this one's from Macy. 10-week puppy screams in the crate when the door is closed. What to do? Happens sometimes when out of the house. I see it through a nanny cam when I'm at work. So 10-week-old dog, I mean, I don't know if it's been to the vet yet to get checked up. It's normal for a 10-week-old puppy. So for all the folks out there that have got puppy issues, what I want you to do is always ask me for help, but I'm not always available here, or, or you might not know, you know, you might not be able to catch me, is I want you to get, I want you to become really knowledgeable about how to raise a puppy. And I also want you to know what's normal and what to expect. And 10-week-old puppy screaming in a crate is, it's not acceptable in my world, but it's normal dog behavior. So if I had a 10-week-old puppy and it was screaming and I knew it, I knew I already worked it for, you know, I, I, I did some work training with it and it was already outside um, and it was in the crate, I would go up to it and I would say no. And I would actually take the bonker or the dish and I'd hit the top of the crate. And you're going to need a lot of information out there from people that say, don't do that. The dog will hate the crates. Well, like I always say, I show up to the scene of the crime. The reason why you asked me the question, the dog already hates the crates. I don't create bad behaviors ever. I only fix them. Bottom line, people call me afterwards. People call me proactively to train things, but most people call me after the problem already started. I'm not creating the problem. I'm fixing the problem. So that's one of the things, no matter how old the dog is, you can tell it to knock it off. Okay. I mean, a six, six week old dog, you don't, it's like, what do you, you know, I mean, if you're a breeder, you know, there's going to be all, all kinds of nonsense. Next. Uh, Laura. Hey, Laura. Hi guys. I haven't introduced the mini educator to my dog. Haven't yet. I heard about this act of God method and wondered if that can be done before actual e-collar training. So I prefer if people didn't, but Laura, you know me, no bullshit, transparent. If you called me up and you said, Jeff, I want to stop my dog from counter surfing. What do I do? I would say, shot collar on, you'll do the act of God protocol. Because you need to stop that now or just don't keep your dog in the kitchen so you obedience train your dog. But you can do both. We often do. We have to neutralize the dog, make the dog safe prior to working, training what we want. It's a safety issue. So you absolutely can apply a punisher prior to training. Next. <clears throat> Abigail. Hey, Jeff and Linda. 
Fucking love you guys. Professional dog walker here. See, I said the F word even though she started out. I know. Um, Abigail, YouTube's not going to censor you if you write out fucking. Maybe she doesn't want to write that. Yeah, but she did though. I said it. Isn't that enough? Yeah, but the thought was there. See, this is the thing. The thought's there. Yeah. So, so the intention. So the intent yeah. is there. So she's got a potty mouth. So Abigail has a potty mouth even with asterisks. You don't get a free pass. I would give her a free pass. I wouldn't. She has the same potty mouth as I do. Nobody has the same potty mouth as you I'm do. Just, I'm just saying. You're out of control. I'm just saying. All right. Next. I mean, read her question. Professional dog walker here. Wondering if it's detrimental to my seven-month-old GSD's training to keep bringing him to work with me um, for group walks and play dates. No, I think you're, I think it's a fantastic benefit of, of having an owner that's a, that works with dogs. So... Your 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 dog sort of scored by having you as the owner. I think the 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 biggest thing you want to make sure is you need to protect that dog from bullies. You know, I mean, you don't want to you don't want to turn into a damn snowflake, but you want to definitely advocate for the dog because if it gets picked on too much when it becomes a year old, eighteen months old, it's going to start pulling the fuck you card to other dogs. Mm. Also, what I want you to do is make sure you know how to turn that dog off. There's an off switch to that dog. Life isn't always about running around. We do a lot of running around. And I mean, I, I'm a big advocate of play with my dogs and exercise with my dogs and high drivey stuff with my dogs. But right now there's three dogs lying down next to me doing nothing. And they do that most of the day. Next. Uh, Gratsby. First of all, you are awesome and helping so many people. Thank you. Thank you for all the content. You make things that seem impossible seem simple and manageable. Thank you. Gratsby, thank you so much. I mean, this is, thank you. I, you know, I, you know, we all like to hear kind words, especially about, you know, the efforts that we make. Um, I, I'm impressed with all of you. I mean, you guys are kicking ass. You guys are showing up, taking the information. And you're taking the information, especially in the show, like with like, Oh my God. It's like, we got to figure out if, is he joking or is he not joking? We have to, we have to sit through all of his nonsense to, to, get, to get the information and you're still going out and you're doing the work. And I try to make it simple because guys, it's dog training. It's pretty simple. I'm a family pet dog trainer. I was doing sport detection work, bite work. There's a lot more complexities, trick training, you know, you know, dog actors, there's a lot more complexities, but Basic family pet stuff, which is that's who's dying in the shelters and that's who's struggling out there are family pet dogs um, and owners. I try to make it simple. I think a lot of dog trainers try to make it complicated so they sound smart and they appear smart. And they don't realize it's just fucking dog training. Any rocket science. Next. Um. Okay. Rachna? Rush. Okay. Rush. Rashna? Yep. You're good with these pronunciations. Mm-hmm. First off, <coughs> I'm going to cough. Got a prong collar. And it has been day and night. Mm. Thanks. While on walks, every time my dog sees another dog, he sits, starts shaking, and wants to go say hi so mm. badly. How should I correct? Yeah. So that's the thing. And so that's just to let you know that's excitement. So the shaking is excitement. So what I would do is this is, Ashna, movement. Mm. So think about what you just said. While on walks, while on walks, you're migrating, you're walking, you're in a forward movement. Your dog's like, no, this is going to be the sit, shake, pull toward the dog routine and you got to let the dog know it's not. So don't let the dog start off the sequence. The start of the sequence is the sit. Now, don't get me wrong. When we're walking dogs and we come, we come to a stop, dog sits. But 
when you're walking, if the dog stops and sits, where are you? What are you doing? The dog is training you to sit, to stop as well. It's supposed to be the other way around. So what do you do? Keep walking and give a little bit of a pop. Next. Uh, Karen GSD. Oh, wait. No, no, no. Abigail. Hard to completely micromanage him on group walks. So I'm thinking that will take away from the hard work we do at home. Have an e-collar for corrections during play dates. So Abigail, just grab, put him with another dog and walk two, excuse me, two at a time. It's up to you. It's up to you. I mean, to me, if you, as far as managing him, because you, your, your, your eyes have to be open and you're, you need your two hands for other people, maybe give them to somebody else to work, right? Is there anybody that brings a spouse or a lover, a partner, one of their kids that doesn't have a dog? Let them handle the dog. Next. Um, Karen GSD lover says, hey, Jeff and Linda. Hey, Karen. Love you. Uh, Josh, my dog is extremely dog reactive, even on prong collar. After a prong collar correction for the behavior, he bites. What should we do? So, guys, just for – thanks, Josh. So, the prong collar is not magic. The prong collar is not magic at all. It makes things great. It's a great communication device. But it – it communicates what you teach. So you still got to do the teaching part. So Josh, number one, let's clarify why the dog bites. The prong collar is not making the dog bite. The dog's arousal and the fact that it can't get to the other dog or do enough forward movement that it wants to do, the dog is turning around and biting what's keeping its back, keeping it back, which is what? The leash. That's what it does. Sometimes the human, sometimes they'll redirect on a human. But it's not the, the collar didn't make the dog aggressive. The dog can't move north, so it heads back south, and you happen to be standing south. What I want you to do, though, is when are you giving the information for the dog? Most people wait until the dog starts reacting. So if you know you've got a leash-reactive dog, which you do, because I listen to the narrative, you want to make sure your teacher dog to heal properly next to you with no distractions. And then when there's distractions, what you want to do is you want to make sure it's no or heal even with a very firm pop. Not rip your head off pop, but you want to get that arousal down. Also utilize space if you need a little bit of space. All right? But it's a, everything you're experiencing is very, it's a very, um, it's popular. What's the word I'm looking for? Common. Common, common. It's a very common issue. So we, we it happens with us too. We just fix it quicker than you because of the skill set we have. But we, it happens to us as well. Next. This one's from Sebastian. My 18-week pup barks and barks at my dogs when he's excited. Mm. I let them correct him when he gets to be too much. Should I correct when he doesn't listen? If so, what strategy, strategies do you think will work? So, yeah, I'm a, I, if, as long as your older dogs are good puppy raisers and they're not harming the dog, I have no problem with the dog correcting another dog. Personally, though, I prefer to do all the correcting. If I'm not around, if they're outside playing, fine. But I prefer to do all the correcting. So, number one. Why does your dog have so much freedom? So the time the dog should be spending with the other dog should be during like a play period. Um, other than that, even an 18-week-old puppy, which is a four-and-a-half-month-old puppy, actually they get a lot more freedom than um, out of the crate. What would I do? I'd bonk the dog, leash pop, something. Walk up to the dog and you get a pet convincer, which is compressed air. Do that. Take a little one figure, poke the dog right there, mm. like little Jimmy Jam. Next. Um, Arian, my first time tuning in live, attending the Florida seminar this weekend. Can't wait to learn more. We just got our prong collar today and are starting to practice. Man, we got Florida in the house. 
Florida is big Jeez. time in the house. I right? guess I maybe I should do a show from the Florida location if I can. I mean, I was going to do it back at the we I, we rented a house. I'm going to do it back at the house, but maybe I should do something there for everybody. I don't know. We'll figure something out. Boy, I'll see you guys in Florida next. Uh, Paul's Laws Canine Training, working working on out with one of my Malinois. I use an e-collar for this because he resource guards beyond belief and actually loads up more with any correction. Help. Yep. Paul's Laws Canine Training, you got the Malinois, <laughs> right? What can I tell you? You wanted the mail. All right. I knew you were going to say well, that. Well, I'm just saying, right? You got the mail. <laughs> so I own a Malinois as well. And I've got a, and my, and, and, and Tex can blow through a hundred if there's a squirrel there. So I feel, I feel you. Um, You're squeaking. Oh, sorry. So what I want you to do is this. You need to get the dog earlier in the sequence. Also, believe it or not, a bonker. Why all of a sudden is this chair all of a sudden squeaking a lot? Get the WD-40. I know. Um, so you got to get the dog at the beginning of the sequence. So what I would do is don't wait till the dog starts resource guarding get the dog you got to start getting that dog at the very beginning the thought of it so out correct also you can also use leash um backwards leash guidance if you need to but you can get through it also try bonking no bonk it might drive the dog forward it's a male they do they do that they'll go into defense so try a couple of different protocols on that but you can get past it next zachary my dog is good at place, too good. He places himself sometimes and won't get off until I give him the command. Any way to teach him the distinction between being placed and being free to get off when... Whenever he wants whenever. to. So, Zach, it's not the worst thing. Whenever he places Yeah, himself. it's not the third. It, just, just break him every time. Who cares? Who cares? You're creating a nice little habit. It's no big deal. You'll probably enjoy it later in life when your dog really holds commands extremely well. If the dog, if the dog puts itself on place and then, and then you walk up to it and you want it to come towards you, just say break. Don't worry about it. Next. Raymond, any tips on desensitizing dog to firework noises as dog would explode and bark in crate or place? Um, fireworks, our firework protocols, we put dogs in crates in a down or in a place, but in a down, um, and we help them process through it. I'm not against using CBD oil at all. You can start practicing with fireworks downloaded from YouTube and playing soundtracks and do a lot of food training around that as well. Next. Uh, Jose says, thanks for the tips. You're welcome, Jose. Michelle says, good evening, Jeff and Linda. Hello, good Michelle. Good Michelle. Uh, Peggy. We are a family of eight, six children, 10 and under, with a new six-month-old dog, Lab Wolfhound. What tips do you have for establishing and maintaining a healthy relationship between kids and dogs? Okay, so you have your work cut out for you. I'm sure you already know that. I'm not sure if this is your first dog or not. The number, uh, let me just tell you how shit goes wrong. Congratulations on your wonderful, beautiful, large family. And I'm being really sincere about that. I love large families. So that's why I'm being sincere about this. Um, you're working against a lot of things, though. So we have to really step it up. You need to make sure all those kids are not paying too much attention to that dog, hugging it, going up to it. Everybody wants to pet it at once. You're going to really have to instill let sleeping dogs lie. Mm. Like 
literally put a sign where like right below your home sweet home sign, you want to put that sign up there as well. These children need to have, we have seven children. So these children need to have very, very strict understanding of when that dog is lying on a bed or lying down, leave it alone. When the dog is eating, leave it alone. The dog needs to learn an off switch. Kids are running around. The dog needs to be able to be calm. That's where place comes in. Um, the biggest thing, though, is pressure. Pressure. Two children, three children walking up to the dog to try to pet it, excited, can be too much pressure for a dog and they can snap at you. It's like, no, the kids are being friendly. The dog doesn't care. He looks at it as pressure. What I would do is I would start. If you watch my how-to videos, they are kid-appropriate because I don't really swear that much. If you did a private Skype with me with the kids, I will also teach the children, and I don't swear during my Skypes as well. Start with my how-to videos. Teach place, kenneling up, walking on a leash, um, waiting for food, um, how to stop being aroused. The biggest thing with those kids, though, is teach those children to leave the dog alone. Everybody needs downtime. All right, next. We got a top chat. Canadian $20 from, oh, Rebecca. Thank you, hon. Love you. you. Next. Billy. Hello, I'm so excited. I finally caught a live show. Thank you both very much for taking the time to be here tonight. Oh, thank you, Billy. Do you recommend teaching a settle command for younger dogs? There are times I can really, can't really use place, but I need my eight-month-old pup to calm down. And, oh, the arrow's in the way. And find his brain without necessarily yeah. using them. So I'm not going to consider a eight-month-old pup. Yes, he's younger, but he's old enough. Either place or down. Just down. And, and teach dogs inside the house to be calm. But yeah, down. So you got down and you got place. And those are both all calming commands. Next. Um, we got a $1.99 from Abigail. Oh, hey, Abigail. Feeling oh. confident with my dogs now. Thank You're you. You're welcome. Yeah, those don't Thanks, pop Abigail. up. Anything from $4.99 and... <clears throat> 498 and below doesn't pop up next. Um, Melissa put a link to your seminars, Jeff, awesome. Jeff Gelman seminars.com. Thank you. Um, Kyan, uh, when my dog breaks a down place, I usually say no, apply Punisher, then show her back. When she goes back into position, I say good girl and give her a treat. Should I re be rewarding her for going back or should I just punish her for breaking the command? Uh, yeah, don't, no reward, no good girl reward. Nope. Because if you're applying the pun punisher, that means you're at the level where the dog understands it. Therefore, that's like Angelo stealing something from Walgreens. Walgreens is a, is a drugstore um, all over the country, but I'm not sure we've got an international audience. Walgreens is a drugstore. Steal something from the drugstore. I say, Angelo, that's wrong. Put it back. He puts it back. He comes out and I give him $5. All right. So don't give your dog a mixed message. Next. So it's from Andy. Hi, Jeff. When recommending prong collars, please tell people to buy quality and not the cheap copies. Thanks. Andy, I do. Listen to my body of content. Listen to my body of content. I don't say it every single time, but listen to my body of content. Next. Uh, is it Gina or Gina? I mm -hmm. train my dog to sit at the door when she wants to go outside. Sometimes she sits at the door and I don't want to let her out. Is this lack of consistency confusing for the dog? Um, yeah. I mean, I... I don't train dogs to ask to be let outside. I I let my dogs outside when I think they need to go outside or else they're going to play you. 
And also, yes, you're training your dog to do something. You've got to follow through with it. Unless it's just sitting, I mean, but if it's sitting at the door, yeah. I mean, it'll mean it'll have a hell of a good sit stay, that's for sure. So yes, that's inconsistent. Next. That doesn't make you a bad person. Next. This one's from Ray. My brother's dog uses a stay command. So when he tells the dog to sit, it is not an implied stay. Will my dog learn from learn from his dog that she does not have to hold command if his dog doesn't either? No. First of all, it's a little bit too deep. Um, your, your dog's going to learn from you. Now, if you if you say if you um, if you say sit to your dog and it's implied stay, and his dog doesn't, and you say no to your dog and put it back, your dog will learn that it has to listen to you. Next. Um, this one's from Larry. Thank you for educating the general public. You're welcome, Larry. Next. Um, Gina, can my dog differentiate between my furniture and the furniture at my friend's house, or should she just stay off furniture altogether? That well, That's personal choice. What do you want? If you don't want your dog on your guest's furniture, don't let your dog on the guest's furniture. Tell your dog to go lie down somewhere. If you want the dog on your furniture, I recommend calling your dog up to the furniture, and that'll make it easy then. So the dog's never allowed to get on furniture unless it's asked. So then it doesn't make a difference if it's at your house or your friend's house. Next. Oh, oh you got a $10? $10 top chat. Yeah. Carrie Thomas, do you, recommend, do you recommend getting female dogs fixed or not in general? Choosing not to breed her, but would the surgery cause changes to her health? Their behavior can be avoided. Okay. Behavior, I mean, if you think about dripping blood all over your damn carpeting, it'll prevent that. It'll prevent getting pregnant. Um, it'll prevent possibly a dog fight from an in, intact female. Um, I don't recommend if someone's going to spay and neuter their dog, I don't recommend go through the first heat cycle. At least a lot of dogs that get spayed and neutered too early. I think their, their, their weight bearing bones don't grow properly. Um, if you ever see a dog with like a larger back end, you know, it sort of slopes down. Sometimes they, they, they grow, they grew. I'm not an expert on that, but all I know is this. I'm a big advocate of personal choice with, with females and dog owners. And what, 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 what I would want you to do is I'm not seeing, okay, let's put it, let me make it really easy. Every single dog that we get in with extremely bad behavior is fixed. That didn't stop a damn thing. That didn't stop a thing. So I think that through time, since the beginning of time, dogs were probably not fixed, right? Or they were fixed later in life. I think there's other factors like nutrition that probably have more of an impact on health than possibly spay or neuter. I don't know. Um, well, it also does something to the hormones. Exactly. So next. Eureka dog. Hi, Jeff and Linda. Love your hair, Linda. Looks great. Awesome. Oh, hey, Eureka well, thank dog. You. Thank you. It's my natural color. Uh, and Eureka dog also says, how do you get around overexcitement at handover? It's going to happen. You have to, you, we bonk the dog right in front of the owner. Boom. Everything we do in private, we do in front of owners because they're going to have to do it too at some point. But it's, that's, that happens a lot. 499 Top Chat. Mm -hmm. Zach, too much progress with Rebel, the Frenchie, and Frank the Pug to put in a message, but you wouldn't believe the amount of progress in a week. Thanks again. Zach, send me an email. I'll throw it up there for, for just for because I'm proud of you. Super proud of you. 
Good job. Mm. Someone's doing the work. It didn't happen on its own. So it's all you, buddy. Uh, Cayenne. Traditional martingale way, but it tightens in a single direction. So I'm not sure about even pressure distribution. Here's a link. Prongs are illegal in my country. What are your thoughts on the Springer prong collars that have a nylon cover? They hide the prongs, but my concern is that it doesn't uh, does not fasten in the. I, I got it. Okay. Yeah. So um, all I can tell you is this: I can't tell you to break the law. All I know is I do skypes with people all over the world. I do a lot of skypes with people in countries that ban tools. We train. I train them through Skype on how to use tools. That's all I can say. So. That doesn't mean they're breaking the law. You should break the law. But what I'm saying is they're advocating and they're doing the best thing for their dogs and their family. And, and they're, and they're, and they've decided to do that. Um, the prong collar, the prong collar cover, what you can probably do possibly is inside the house, train your dog on a prong outside, put the cover on, you know, or a bandana next. Mm. Uh, C dubs fitness. How do I tell a client that they're the problem, that they have a what they call stubborn husky, all kinds of babying, which excites him and zero structure? So that's the job. That's the job. So most of my consulting work that I do is with, with dog trainers is how to communicate with clients. Um, most dog trainers that come to my seminars fill up notebooks with notes, and they're not about not about necessarily training protocols, but client protocols. How, how to say, hey, dog owner, you fucked up your dog, stop doing it or else it'll get worse. How do you say that respectfully? Number one, you care. Start out with that. You care. So as loud and obnoxious as I am, if you've ever seen me talk to an actual real client, which there's 5,000 plus by now, if not more than that, um, it's a very loving conversation, but it's also very firm and also very direct. And they came to you for a reason. But we also pre-screen clients too on the phone and we would have that conversation before they walked in the door. So we would have that conversation before they even walked in the door. Next. Um, the Pichu 09. Hi, Jeff. Um, is there a way to stop a dog from whining and barking when left alone in the kennel area without an e-collar? When you find out, yeah, bark collar. When you find out, let me know. Let me know. There has to be some sort of, there has to be some sort of consequence. There has to be a punisher. Put it that way. How do you stop whining or barking? But the big question is this. Forget about whining. Let's talk about barking because that's an easy one. How do you stop barking? How do you stop a dog from barking when nobody's home? Immediately. Or else the neighbors will complain and you'll be kicked out of your house and your apartment. That's what, that's the wonderful thing about bark collars is. So next. Um, Muskoka dream vacations, hoping to attend your seminar in Collingwood. But my Japanese Akita is very reactive to other dogs. I am working on Sean O'Shea's training program with good progress, but I'm nervous about that first hour. So I can't tell you not to be nervous, but what I can say is the Collingwood seminar is underneath a big marquee. I think it's a 40 by 40 marquee. Okay. <clears throat> you park on the grass along a tree line. 
I imagine the dog will be coming out the back of your vehicle because it's an Akita, like probably an SUV or something like that. You'll have tools on your dog. We will see you walk towards the marquee and your dog will be out of control. And you'll be a little bit embarrassed. And what I want you to do is I want you to look up on my YouTube channel, Chantel, C-H-A-N-T-A-L, Chantel Testimonial. She was at the Collingwood Seminar. And I'll let you struggle for a little bit because it makes great fucking video. It makes wonderful video. And then when I think you've struggled enough, I'll walk over to you and I'll stop the reactivity. And then you'll come in, you'll kennel up your dog and you'll have a great fucking weekend. Okay. Everybody brings me a badly behaved dog. I don't put up with nonsense at my seminars. Okay. It'll be fine. It'll be great. You will be okay. Next. Um, Lisa, Jeff, can you talk about dogs mouthing leash while training? Yeah, it's not acceptable. Take a bonker, bonk it. No, bonk. End of story. Next. Um, Kyan says it's called Herm Springer Buckle and Nylon. Got it. Uh, I'm not a, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. not. I'm not. I'm not a fan of the the nylon buckle Herm Springer collar. I like the chain ones. They don't give enough action. They don't give enough action. It almost defeats the purpose of what they were designed to do. Next. Maxacina, I love Linda as well. Yeah, Linda's oh, a fucking superstar. <laughs> Wouldn't go that crazy. Uh, Matt S. Using food with prong and e-collar to build focus and engagement with my anxious staffy. Now he's constantly checking hands for <laughs> kibble when training. Would you correct on that or phase the food out first? So I'm not sure how you're doing your food training, but your food, the food, your food training, it should be. I mean, if you're luring is one thing, but if you're rewarding, the food should be out of your hand and the treat bag should be either, I prefer to be be behind you. So your dog's not always focusing on the food bag. But you can also get, you can also start getting, I don't teach foot really that much focus work, but you're going to get the dog to look at you. We do some focus exercises. Focus exercises, give your, then give your reward marker and then feed the dog. Next. Matt S. always says thanks and hope to see you in Canton. So nice. Canton Mass is going to be fun. Um, the dedicated dog says e-collar. I'm not, I'm not sure, sure where I'm that sure goes that meant, to. Dedicated dog. Um, Zach, the Frenchie knows come and sit so far. Specifically, how should I put a correction with the shot collar if he doesn't come? High or low in timing? So, Zach, you've only been working on it for the first week, so you don't do it. It's too soon. Start teaching place, first of all. And it's all done on a leash. I don't know if you, how you conditioned your dog to the stim yet. But what I don't want you to do is call the dog over if it doesn't come to you and to correct it and push a button on a remote collar. Unless you've conditioned the dog first to understand what the collar means. So you need to teach, like it's, it's called escape training. So you need to teach the dog how to turn the collar off. And that's always done at a low level. And then you have to teach the dog how to avoid the stim. And then you, then you can go up to a punishment level, but it's not happening in a week. I don't think you've been working with a week. So don't do, you have to do way more repetitions first. All right. Next. Uh, Marnie cool dog says, hi, Jeff and Linda love the scarf. Thank you. I got it. Um, it was a gift actually. That's nice. It's very nice. It was a gift from uh, Marta. Is it really? Yeah. I'm a big fan of scarves. Um, the dedicated dog. I know who Linda is. Bought some awesome makeup from her last week. I typed that before the live started. All right. I have, I can't connect 
the dog name to the human name, the do- this one. So mm. who is this? Next. Tell me who you are. <laughs> um, uh, Mr. CTS, do you have any videos on teaching impulse control? Yeah, I mean, almost all of our stuff teaches impulse control, but the place command is impulse control. And once you apply a punisher for a distraction, there's your impulse control right there. Next. Do you know the dog slash human names? Do you make the connection always? Not always. I get confused. But I love you all. Julio. Hi, Jeff. I just rescued a dog from the shelter. What a great institution. Anyway, the dog is afraid around people, so obviously it was abused as a puppy. Um, I try to make her feel better with lots of love. And... But it doesn't really work. Also, she gets jealous of other dogs in the family. It's amazing how much like humans dogs are. I love the idea of purely positive training. It's such a great idea. Anyway, I just want to know your opinions on e-collar because for me, they are a last resort type of thing. Also, I'm worried about harming her, but that's okay because my boyfriend is against it anyway. Stop. Just stop. Yeah. Oh, wait. LOL. Just kidding. Love you guys. Okay, good. Because what the hell? Because I almost cut you off because it's like, but it's funny because that's the narrative. That's the narrative out there. Next. Shannon. Hi, Jeff and Linda. One-year-old GSD. You're lucky. You're lucky she got through that whole fucking thing. Oh, my God. I was going to shut you off after the first the first sequence. There. I could feel the, yeah. the energy I coming kept, off I, of you, Jeff. I yelled at me earlier for interrupting you, so I kept my I You don't freaking interrupt me. Next. Shannon. Hi, Jeff and Linda, one-year-old GSD on prong collar, e-collar, creating protocols. She has made great progress with cats in the home. She was chasing and with pulling and chasing cars on walk, but is still, still what? Still, it's not here. Still dog reactive. My trainer is bringing his dog over at our next session, but I don't think we will get far at this point. My dog is still acting anxious about dogs across the street. Although not barking anymore, any advice on what to do before the trainer comes back? He follows you as well. Okay, no, the trainer has to help you. If you're working with a trainer already and that's what you hired them for, let the trainer do their job. Got it? Let the trainer do their job. Because just because someone follows me, which I always appreciate, there's the skills, and they might have better skill sets than me. I don't know. But the point is, is, Let the trainer do the job. Let the trainer try the training that they're going to do and see what happens. And then let me know. And then let me know. But if someone's always working with a trainer, it's like the last thing you want to do do is tell them, oh, Jeff says do this. Because there's a lot of nuances to it. So have them do what they're going to do. Next. Uh, Julio says, oh, yeah. Also, I don't want to ruin the relationship between me and the dog. LOL. The imaginary fucking relationship. Sammy. They have lots of freeze-dried or dehydrated low-calorie treats you can lose Use for treat training, yeah. and you can even break them up so they last long. Yeah, that's talking about how do you how do you uh, treat uh, food train raw next? Right. Um, hold on here. Uh, Gatsby. Yep. My dog and I ride bikes almost every day. She usually ignores dogs or responds great to a leash crush. And last night, a dog came aggressively towards us, knocked me off the bike. My dog bit back. Good. And I can't follow these. It's, it's not. Your dog bit back, shook the shit out of it. I have never seen her do this. I didn't know oh. she could be such a monster. She dog's not being a monster at all. I didn't correct the behavior. Absolutely not. Probably because I was unprepared. You shouldn't have corrected the behavior at all. 
So don't, yeah, that's not a, that's not a correctable thing. So if, if I'm with my dog, whether I'm on a bike or walking and a dog comes running at me and knocks me off my bike or, or whatever, and my dog attacks it, that I have, I have absolutely zero problem with that whatsoever. I'm probably jumping into your dog did a great job. Now what you have to do is make sure your dog isn't reactive around dogs. So, cause every dog is not the enemy, but you wouldn't correct your, you wouldn't correct your dog at all. Nope. Sorry. You know, you think that dog gave a shit about you? You can break your arm, break your hip. You could actually get killed. You can die, end up with a concussion, end up in a coma. She couldn't have gotten pushed into traffic. Could have gotten run over by another by another bicycle. Nope. Sorry. It's the way it works. It's called neutralizing the threat. Your dog took care of it. I have zero problem with that whatsoever. And I don't, I'm not saying your dog should be fighting. Your dog didn't. That was an actual proper protocol that your dog did. Next. Um, ATC 210, any ideas for DIY sensory introductions? 12-week-old Akita, my virgin ears, LOL. Um, sensory introductions as far as doing scent work? I'm the wrong guy for that. What I would do is I would look up um, just odor. Just do some odor stuff. So there's there's classes for that. There's classes for that. So look up some videos on odor work. Nose work, it's called. So just like pet family, pet nose work. Nose work classes. Next. Oh, this one's from Andy. Love the channel. I'm in the UK. Hey, Andy, how are you? I'm going to get over there. You guys are struggling over there. Next. Uh, Shana, I have lovely elderly couple with eight-month-old Cocker Spaniel that knows most of his commands. Only problem is he's insane. Flies over furniture. Told them he needs to be crated, but husband won't listen. What to do? So that would be a non-client. Not because he won't crate the dog, because it's an eight-month-old dog. The dog should be crated at night, crated oh, when they're... There's something else. Oh. Every time wife goes out, he lets dog out of crate. Wife comes home to a mess. Okay. So, Shayna, you walk away. That becomes... That's a that's called a non-client. And a lot of times people will say, you know, and so what I want you to do is pre-screen your clients better, Shayna. So, if you're just starting out dog training, you have to take everybody because you need the experience. But you, 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 you would want to figure that out prior to them hiring you. Keep that in mind. So that's a client we would never have. I would never take a client like that. That doesn't make you a bad person or a bad dog trainer or a bad business owner. What I'm saying is, though, is, is you can't care more than them. And a lot of people will say, oh, can you like, is there a way you can like, what kind of wording should I use to what, convince them? If the fucking husband doesn't realize, first of all, the husband and wife need marriage counseling, number one, and that's not your job. Why would that husband self-sabotage the work that the wife is doing. They're on, they're on two different paths. So I, I, I'd be gone. They'd have to find another dog trainer next. Uh, Kim Francis. Oh, hey Kim. hey, Kim. Well, good evening. You too. You all looking pretty good these days. Oh, thank oh, you. Thank Kim. You. Thanks. Thanks. Um, Vicky. Let's scroll up a little. Mm-hmm. Our seven month old GSD has become aggressive towards any movement at night. Help. Yep. yep. So wait that, a second. Yeah. GSD also becomes aggressive when starting to fall asleep. When one of my small dogs walk near him, she seems to get startled. Yep. So that means that means that your dog's not crated. Your, your dog should be put in a crate. 
Dogs, dogs, your seven-month-old dog is a, what you have is you, you have yourself a German Shepherd dog. So it's not a cute German Shepherd puppy anymore. It's turning into a German Shepherd dog. And German Shepherd dogs are right seven months old. They get the deeper bark historically. And they start actually doing what they're genetically designed to do, which is to be protective. Um, they're definitely more aware at night. They're definitely more, um, they can be more reactive. And then you hit, they get nine months old, a year old. If you don't get this under control, you got your hands full. Mm. So massive amounts of structure. The first thing I would say, follow all my videos, but create your dog at night. Create your dog when you're not home. Everything's permission-based. And then learn how to correct, correct, you know, any nonsense whatsoever. Next. Um, Abigail, dog walking question. The walks are just me and four to six dogs approximately three times a day. The groups go great. He just tends to pull like crazy on them because I'm not micromanaging prong. Layer e-collar with this? Okay. Abigail, I think that's the second time you used the word micromanaging. It's not a micromanaging issue. It's a dog training issue. Train the dog to not pull. Train the dog to understand what heel means. Train the dog to walk behind you. I don't know how you formulate your dog walks if the dogs are behind you or in front of you, but that could easily be resolved. It's not micromanaging. It's dog training. So your dog should, your dog should be, I mean, he should be the best dog on the walk, theoretically. So let's step that up. Let's step that up. But no, I don't want you to use a shock collar and just push a button when your dog is not listening because we didn't do enough foundation work with him. All right. Next. Did you read this little mama mud? Yeah, twenty hours. It came up a long time ago from okay. Canada. Yep, it's probably sixty. She probably can't type because it's sixty below up there. Fifty-five. Yeah. Oh, look at that! Holy shit! Look at that! There you go. What? Little mama mud. No, I didn't read that yet. No. Yeah, okay, that's what I'm asking. Yes, you. I thought you meant the super chat for no. twenty Canadian dollars. Next. Hey, negative fifty-five in cold ass Canada. So no outside work, but plenty of indoor remote work. He still, even after a week, only responds with stim, slow going. There was no box for a message for Super Chat. Huh. Wonder why. Mm, Next. You know, things happen. Um, C-dubs have a blind from birth, 10 mo- months old, great Dane who gets skittish from physical correction, like a tap to redirect. Do you think a mini educator would work without freaking her out? All depends on your training skills. <clears throat> Guys, everything depends on, on training skills. It's not going to be about the tool. It's going to be about the training skills. If you're just tapping the button with no – blind dogs do fine. Deaf dogs do fine. It's I don't know what your skill set is. But we've had we've trained plenty of deaf dogs, plenty of blind dogs. They do fine. We have dogs that are that are that that have their full, full eyesight that freak out at a lot of stuff, in a clicker. We have dogs that literally, when they hear the click, they, they piss. So – it's not a it's not an eyesight thing. It all depends though if you're teaching. It all depends on your teaching skills. Next. I'm not trying to get away from the thing. I just can't stress that enough. That skill set has a lot to do with it. But you don't have to be a master dog trainer, whatever that means. But it's about introducing the com- it's about introducing the commands in a way that the dog learns. Not just about expecting the dog to know what sit means. Sit's an English word. Dogs don't speak English. You have to teach them what that noise means, what that word means. Next. 
Corey. I bought a $10 prong collar. So cheap ones aren't good. What brands are the good ones and how much minimum should I spend on one? Well, some about minimum. We, we're a big fan of, of the Herm Springer collars. Herm Springer. We have them on our website. So you don't have to buy them from our website, but there is a difference. There's a difference in the action, the pulling action. Um, also the metal. Also, some of the cheaper ones can sometimes fall apart. Sometimes the edges are too sharp on them too. They should be rounded. So go to our website. You don't have to buy from us. Buy from anybody you want. But Herm Springer. Next. Uh, Christy. No, wait. Simon. How is Tex doing with your pack? Does he ever wrestle and rough play with your other dogs? Yeah, Simon's, uh, Simon. So Tex is doing great. He's with. He's literally like the three of them are like three peas in a pod. The three amigos. Yep. They travel in my RV. They 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 do like they they're always together, they're always together. Yep, they don't wrestle as much as Kira and Girl do because he sort of doesn't want to. That's not his style, that's not his play style. But yeah, they roughhouse, but not like not like Kira and Girl. Next, Christy, have a GSD pup and found you all two weeks ago. Been watching all your videos. Thank you so much for all the tips you give. Ever come to the Arkansas area? Um. Mm, yes, I will be. Well, no, it depends what you're, you consider the Arkansas area. I will be in North Carolina. I will be in Texas. I will be in in uh, uh, Maryland. I will be in Florida. I mean, it depends how far you want to drive. It depends how far you want to drive next. But go to Jeff Gelman Seminars, jeffgelmanseminars.com. Uh, this one's from Billy. I recently started using a prong collar with my eight-month-old dog, and I am loving it. Building on improvement, how can I help his focus to move with me and not always wait for a cue that we are moving? Um, stop giving a cue. But saying heel or let's go is not the worst thing. It's, it, you know, in a way, you're going to make your, your sit-stays, down-stays placed better. The dog doesn't think that movement is everything. All right. What? Oh, shit. So we only do an hour show on Mondays. Guys, sorry we didn't get through all the questions. Um, that usually doesn't happen. That, that, that usually happens on Mondays. That's why so many people do top chats. I will be back on I'll be back on Wednesday. And I'm doing a show Wednesday. I'm doing a show Saturday. Those are 90-minute shows. Also, jump over to our Instagram stories. So jump over to my Instagram account. It's Solid Canine Training. Go into our stories. In stories, there's a cell. There is one sticker on one of the stories. We do this every Monday that says AMA. And it's Ask Me Anything. You can put your questions in there. All right. Also, you can join my Patreon page, patreon.com slash Solid Canine Training. It's $5 to join that a month minimum people pay more for for more stuff but you can ask a question there for a video and i make a video of the week and you get a you get a really long answer on that one so those are the two two other platforms i do with free content well patreon's not free but almost free and then obviously i'm available for skype that's actually how i make a living all right all right guys but we do have to go lynn has got to go um Madly in love with all of you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for all the top chats. Thank you for all the questions. Thank for all. Thank you for all of you doing such great work. Um, you guys are doing great. Super proud of you. Really, really impressed. A lot of great people. They're finding the show, coming back, spending the weeks, spending the days, making some really, really great progress. So I really appreciate all of you. All right. Thank you. <laughs>